The Boston Celtics are 9-2 after beating the 76ers last night, and they're back on top in the Eastern Conference. That just feels so right to say. Well, we're about one month into Boston Celtics basketball, so we're going to give you some hot takes about what we think about the season so far and the Celtics today host, Allie Barefoot. Producer Smitty is on PTL, so I got Coop here right here to my right, and I'm going to start with a subscriber shout-out. I told you guys, if you hit that sub button, I'm going to show that love back. None of this is possible without you guys, so of course we have Mike, Niners fan for life. Michaelina is, Michaelana is what I'm going to go with. <laughs> Harry Jordan and then the Silver Orca Can. Thank you guys so much. These are just five subscribers out of many, and I hope to have many more. But I have another task for you guys. I need you guys to now go follow me on Twitter. If you missed last shout out, maybe you're going to get on the next one. I'm part of the follow back gang. All you guys got to do is follow AR Barefoot for everything you need to know about the Boston Celtics, including my very spicy takes. Starting off pretty hot after Sam Hauser made his first season start for the Celtics last night, I think Sam Hauser could be more beneficial than Peyton Pritchard. I was on the PP wave all preseason long, but he's kind of fallen off in the regular season. So when we look at the two combined, you're averaging about 25 minutes per game from Peyton Pritchard, and you're averaging about 20 minutes a game on Sam Hauser. Everything else, those are total stats. Sam Hauser is shooting over 50 more points than Peyton Pritchard is. Pritchard's actually averaging less than five points a game. They're about the same with rebounds. Field goal percentage is a lot better from Sam Hauser, and so is his three-point percentage. But the big difference here is that Peyton Pritchard got paid before this season, and Sam Hauser didn't. At this point, I'm on the Sam Hauser train, so I do... Formerly owe Mr. Hauser an apology. If you are a loyal fan of Celtics today, you guys know I gave him a very hard time, which respectfully so, he was butt at the beginning of the season, but he stepped up, and I'm glad that it was just a slump because I'm very glad Sam Hauser is now on the Boston Celtics and doing what he was supposed to do. So if he starts sinking and Peyton Pritchard goes back up, well, then I might owe an apology to Peyton Pritchard, but it's a long season. Nonetheless, in my opinion, doesn't matter at the end of the day. You know who does? Joe Mazzulla, and he loves Hauser. He said this about his defense. He said, I think he's a much better defender than people think. I can't say why, because I'd get in trouble. His technique and his ability to know tendencies, I've said it from day one. I think he's a very, very good defender, underrated. And as he continues to get better, it makes our team better. I'm not 100% sure why he can't say why he's a good defender, but... I think Sam Hauser's skills speak for themselves. I agree with Joe Mazzulli here, and even on offense, he can play both sides of the ball very well. I thought this was pretty interesting. Out of the, all the NBA players who have more than 13 made three-point uh, three shots in the past five games, only Tyrese Halliburton is shooting better than Sam Hauser right now. I think that's a big credit to Sam Hauser. Tyrese was an all-star last year, so I think that this could definitely be a step up for Sam Hauser in the right direction. But I'm not forgetting about PP. Ultimately, I'm on the Sam Hauser train right now. But where are you guys standing? I want you guys to type PP if you're on with Peyton Pritchard. Sam Hauser, if you're on the Sam Hauser train with me. I think both are great players, but I have really liked how Sam Hauser has stepped up from his slump. Peyton Pritchard did too. He dropped about 16 about two weeks ago, so he's fine. But he's not on Sam's level just yet. Go on ahead and type in the comments while I tell you guys about today's sponsor. It is Prize Picks. My favorite daily fantasy sports app. I'm playing it. Coop's playing it. And here's why you should too. 
All you have to do is pick between two to six players, pick their projected stats, and then just click more or less. You have a 50-50 shot to win up to 25 times your money on any entry, and it's not just NBA. You can actually combine your picks. I did this today for the Thursday night football game, and the Warriors are playing tonight along with the Nets, so I've got Klay Thompson shooting less than 17.5 field goal attempts, Mikael Bridges having more than 3.5 free throws made, and Jamar Chase with more than 10.5 reception targets because why not? I love crossover season. And I want to see your picks. All you have to do is go to prizepicks.com slash CLNS. Use promo code CLNS for first time deposit match up to $100 and watch yourself win some real money in real time. The second hot take I'm going to throw at you guys that I think Chris Stapps Porzingis is a top three big in the Eastern Conference. Before you yell at me in the comments, because I know you will, I'm not going to put Giannis in this category. Yes, he can play the center, but I look at him more as a power forward center con contribution. So I'm looking at starting center lineups. So my top three, you got Joel Embiid sitting at number one. Obviously, he's the reigning MVP. Bam Adebayo, he's been popping off for the Miami Heat this season. But you have Chris Stapps Porzingis right underneath them. And I will go toe-to-toe -to -toe with anybody in this. I think Porzingis is a top three in the East. And, lucky for the Celtics, I think we will see the 76ers and the Heat some point in the playoffs, one or the other. So, it's good that we have Porzingis on our side. So, when I compare these three stats, here's why I ordered them the way that I did. Joel Embiid is going crazy. He's dropping Jason Tatum numbers as a center. 31 points per game. He's averaging 11.5 rebounds. Bam Adebayo, same thing, over 20 points with 23. 10.5 rebounds per game. Porzingis is almost at that 20-point mark, but you have to remember, Bam and Chris Stapps both have missed one game this season, and Bede has played all 11. But Chris Stapps is struggling a little bit in the rebound area. Jason Tatum technically does it. But here's a stat I love the most. The bottom line is defended field goal attempts at the rim. Joel Embiid's almost averaging 10 rim, rim protection shots a game. Bam Adebayo is lacking in that area severely. Chris Stapps is in the top 10 for the NBA right now, was 7.3. I love a good rim protector in the paint. I'll stand by that because last season with Robert Williams, although I do miss him, I like Chris Stapps' stats better. This was pretty interesting to me. The fact that Williams only defended 3.1 shots per game at the rim all season long. Through 10 games, Chris Stapps is averaging 7.3. This elevates the seas to a whole nother level. So I got to ask you guys the next question. Do you think Kristaps Porzingis is a top big in the East? If not, let me know who you think should be above him. There's a lot of good talent out there, but I'm telling you, I did not hear Porzingis' name as much when he was on the Wizards because his talent was being wasted there. Now that he's with the Celtics, I think he's truly making a run for All-NBA this year, and I'll stand by it. Go ahead and type KP in the comments if you agree with me. If not, tell me why. And my third and final take, not the spiciest of them all, but... Derek White deserves his bag. He got a haircut. This man's bald as hell, and I'm loving every single game he's playing so far this season. Because if you guys remember, he did not sign a contract extension in the offseason, but he is completely committed to playing in Boston, and I love that energy. He now has two years remaining on his contract. He'll become a free agent in 2025, but he cannot sign a contract extension until the offseason. The way he's been playing this season, I think he definitely deserves it. 
Here's what he's done the last four seasons, about 12 points per game, 13, 15. You got to think, there was Malcolm Brogdon on the team. There was Grant Williams, Marcus Smart. Now that Derek White is playing and it's just D. White, he's averaging 35% from the field. He's got 14 points per game so far this season. Three rebounds per game and almost four assists. He's elevating through 11 games, and I'm loving it. But if you look at the salary caps next year, Derek White will be making $19 million. Jalen Brown's still the highest paid player in the league right now. But 40, 40, he'll make $49 million next year. So the C's are going to have some people to play, pay, excuse me, for sure. But I do think Derek White should be extended at least for a couple more years. I think he's earned it. But Brad Stevens likes to shake some things up. So ultimately, I want to see Derek White stay. But that's not our main concern right now. I'm just letting you guys know Derek White's playing in the sense that he deserves that bag at the end of the season. But it's a long way to go. Do you think Derek White should stay in Boston if he is playing the way he is playing right now? I hope I'm not seeing a single in in the comments. I'm loving how he's playing right now, including how he played last night, dropping 27 points against the 76ers. He popped off against Joel Embiid, and I hope he keeps doing it. Go ahead and type Y for yes, N for no, and while you're at it, I mean, you're already down there in the comment section, drop your hottest take about the Boston Celtics right now. It can be anything. From they're going to win the championship, from Joe Mazzulla's getting fired, anything you possibly want, put it in the comments. And while you're at it, I told you guys at the beginning of the show, I will be doing a follow back. I will be giving a shout out. I want about 10 new followers on Twitter. Who's going to do it? Go ahead and hit that follow button for me.